prosperous. Then Job answered, Today also my complaint is bitter. His hand is heavy despite my calling. Oh, that I knew where I might find him, that I might come even to his dwelling. I would lay my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I would learn what he would answer me and understand what he would say to me. Would he contend with me in the greatness of his power? No, but he would give heed to me. Then an upright person could reason with him, and I should be acquitted further by my judge. If I go forward, he is not there, or backward, I cannot perceive him. On the left he hides, and I cannot behold him. I turn to the right, but I cannot see him. Verse 16. God has made my heart faint. The Almighty has terrified me. If only I could vanish in darkness, and thick darkness would cover my face. This is the word of Yet you are he who took me out of the womb. 
spell. Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it is impossible, but not for God. For God all things are possible. Words from the 27th verse of the 10th chapter of St. Mark's Gospel. And I speak to you in the name of the living God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My family in Christ, this week we are invited to continue to wrestle with the call and invitation of our Lord Jesus Christ for each and every one of us to be and become faithful partners in ministry, PIN, all with Jesus and with each other. The essence of that calling and invitation is for all of us to live as Christians with all our undertakings and operations, continue to seek to exercise mutual responsibility and interdependence in our life. Today's readings present us with a wide range of themes that all highlight important operating standards that we are obliged to embrace in our serious quest to be and become who Jesus calls and invites us to be, faithful partners in mission, that is devoted and dedicated Christians whose lives exemplify mutual responsibility and interdependence. The Old Testament lesson from Job chapter 23 verses 1 to 9 and 15 to 17, in that lesson we encounter an individual of deep and enduring faith in God, who in the midst of his commitment to be among God's faithful partners in mission, experienced personal sufferings and setbacks, which left him with the deep sense that somehow God had abandoned him. Yet he thought, though he was filled with fear and in the midst of pain, he remained resolute in his commitment to and connection with God. The message is inescapable. To be, become, and continue to grow as faithful partners in mission, Christians, no matter what happens, must continue to exercise mutual responsibility and interdependence. But to do that requires us that we have resolute faith in and commitment to our God. We have to have that Job-like faith which never gives up nor ever give in, especially when we can't understand where and how God's presence continue to be with us and continue to be over us and continue to guide, direct, and strengthen us. From today's epistle to the Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 down to 16, we learn that the deep and enduring faith in God, such as Job displayed, can be truly, can truly blossom in the lives of individuals. When and where we all live in deep dialogue with the living word of God. And this is primarily, brothers and sisters, about accepting and acting upon the word of God not merely as scripture, but more importantly, as the living and active voice. 
voice of our God, continually calling us to reform and transform our lives and our attitudes in order that what is unquestioned and ungodly among and within us can be purged away to give way for our embracing of only that which is Christian, that which is righteous, that which is just in accordance with the way and the will of God as that way and will is continually communicated to us to the word of God, the Holy Scriptures. The Gospel reading from Mark chapter 10 verses 17 to 31 picks up the theme of being deeply obedient to the word of God as the living and active voice of God and that gospel picks up that in three small units of material. First of all, in Mark chapter 10 verses 17 to 22, the rich man whose desire is to be among Jesus' faithful partners in ministry, to be a devoted and dedicated Christian disciple operating in life with mutual responsibility and interdependence, he was hindered from doing what he really wanted to do because of his entrenched connection, his deep and overwhelming connection to his wealth and riches or to his material possessions and prosperity. This situation demands of all of us that we each get into deep personal self-examination to see what deep connections and commitment are present in our lives and in our relationships which may be hindering us from moving on with and in Jesus to become his faithful partners in ministry. To be devoted and dedicated Christians whose lives demonstrate mutual responsibility and interdependence. Am I right? And so each one of us, we need to pause and we need to look deeply and honestly at our lives and say, what are those deep connections? that you and I have at hold in our lives that is becoming a very real way, a hindrance to our moving on in God and with God, exercising faithful partnership with Jesus Christ. And in all we do, being responsible to God and to and with each other, and exercising and living that interdependence that God has called us. And then in the second instance of those three small units, in Mark chapter 10, verses 23 to 27, the rich man's failure to detach himself from his personal wealth and possession so as to allow him to find room in his life and relationship to fully and totally respond to our Lord's invitation to be and become a faithful partner in ministry a devoted and dedicated Christian whose life demonstrated as a living example what mutual responsibility and interdependence really mean. His own refusal prompted Jesus to point out to his disciples then and to point out to all of us Christians in every age how awesomely difficult it is to detach ourselves from the mindset and the operating standard where our lives are driven 
by the materialistic ethic of this age, where we operate and value ourselves and the real meaning of life according to how materially prosperous or successful we are as human beings. In Jesus' own words, he pointed out to his disciples then, as he points out to us now, how hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. Mark chapter 10 and verse 23b. And he went on, it is easier for Camel to go to the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Mark 10, 25. Yes, my family Christ, as we hear our Lord's call and invitation to be and become faithful partners in ministry with Jesus and with each other, as we hear at the invitation and call of our Lord Jesus Christ for each one of us to be a devoted and dedicated Christian who demonstrate in the way we live our lives and the way we operate in and with each other and to the world around us that our commitment is one to mutual responsibility and interdependence. Let us, as we hear our Lord's word, not overlook Jesus' teaching in today's gospel reading, a message which reminds us that our attitudes too and connections with wealth and possession and material things can and do have tremendous impact on how we respond to Jesus' call and invitation to be faithful Christian disciples. A call and invitation which is about being and becoming faithful partners in mission. Which is about being devoted and dedicated Christians. We in all of our undertakings exercise mutual responsibility and independence. I am certain that Jesus is teaching at Mark 10.25. It is easier for Camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Is giving rise in our hearts and thoughts to the very same conclusion that his disciples came to in the first part of today's focus text at Mark 10, 26. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, then who can be saved? As our Lord pointed out to them then and points out all of us now at Mark 10, 27, Jesus looked at them and said, for mortals, it is impossible, but not for God. For God, all things are possible. Yes, my family in Christ, faithful Christian discipleship is not a matter that human beings are able to engage in and successfully accomplish on our own strength alone. Were we to rely solely on our personal capacity, we will be destined to frustration and failure. For in the words of the last part of today's focus text, for mortal, it is impossible, but not for God. For God, all things are possible. This assertion brings us into the third and last part of the gospel reading set for today. Mark 10, 28 to 31. Faithful Christian discipleship calls all of us into sacrificial living. The sacrificial life in and for Christ 
brings very rich reward in this age and in the next. My family in Christ, it is a teaching that in our own region, we have failed to take up to the ultimate point. You know, the Caribbean region, the Anglican Church in the Anglophone Caribbean, the English-speaking Caribbean, I don't know what happens much in terms of the French and Francophone Caribbean, the French and Spanish Caribbean island. But we are one of the regions in the Anglican Communion, the worldwide Anglican Communion, where the church has not in its lifetime really set up any sort of religious orders where people devote and dedicate themselves totally to Christian commitment and Christian service and they take on vows of poverty, chastity and obedience. You know, almost everywhere else in the African community worldwide, they have some kind of religious order. But we have never in the African Caribbean move in that direction. Maybe we have come out of a setting where home and family life and family connection that are so deep that we have never seen the need and the possibilities of such things. But it all has to do with not moving fully and totally into that sacrificial area. You know, in our own diocese, we had at one time religious orders functioning. The last uh, thing I knew of is the Sisters of the Society of Jesus, the Good Shepherd Sisters or something they used to call them. They used to run our diocese at school, which is still going, said Michael in, uh, in Antigua. It used to be a boys' school, but we have since made it quiet. And so as we think of this, let us think of how we can improve and increase our own sacrificial commitment and our own commitment to sacrificial living. And the, Jesus reminds his disciples that the sacrificial life in and for Christ brings very rich rewards in this age and in the age to come. The greatest reward I want to tell you of a sacrificial life that sacrificial life to which God has called and is calling all people is the invitation for us to be faithful minister, faithful partners in ministry, PIA. For us to be in all endeavors devoted and dedicated Christians who demonstrate, and I want to emphasize the word demonstrate, because you know sometimes in Caribbean societies we speak loudly. But our actions are so contradictory to our loud and vociferous speech that people can't hear what we are saying because the actions are just crowding out everything, you know. And, and then sort of, you know, it, it looks like we live in very hypocritical lives because we speak loudly about some things. But when people look at our lives, we are living the opposite of all the noise we are making and the noise we are speaking. And so, brothers and sisters, let us as human beings recognize that, you know, 
lives and do not actually come to fruition and become real in the lives of human beings and in their relationship on the basis of the way human beings think and evaluate. They are not done on the basis of human wisdom. They are poured out as God's blessing, which often come in ways that turn human wisdom upside down. Hence our Lord ended today's gospel with the firm commitment that kingdom values will be a turning upside down of human values. Thus at Mark chapter 10 and verse 31, we hear from Jesus himself. When God acts decisively in human life and human history, world systems will be turned upside down. But he said, but many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. Let us all respond positively to the call of our Lord. Let us accept Jesus' invitation and be empowered to be and to become faithful partners in ministry. To be in all of our undertakings, devoted and dedicated Christians who demonstrate, demonstrate, live out in actual practice mutual responsibility and interdependence in our life. As we do so, let us never be discouraged by the nigh impossible demands associated with responding positively to the call and to fully accept Jesus' invitation. But instead, let us be motivated and let us be driven by the final portion of today's text at Mark chapter 10 and verse 27, where it says, For mortals, it is impossible, but not for God. For God, all things are possible. And brothers and sisters, let you and I hold on to the possibility God in whom all things are possible, who will enable and empower us to do what we can do on our own strength. And that is why we always say, to that God, we ascribe our power, dominion, might, and death now and forever. Amen. My family in Christ. to wrestle with God's call to all of us. Let us stand together and turn to page 106 and we shall affirm our faith in and commitment to God in the words of the Apostles' Creed, the Baptismal Creed, the Apostles' Creed, 106. We say together, I believe in God, the Father of Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son of the Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered on the Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. And is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. 